welcome to the Faith Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to Christ the King or the Reign of Christ Sunday for November 22nd, 2020. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast. And isn't it a little weird? We've had a couple small major holidays, but to have something that isn't Pentecost. It's been a very long time since I've said something other than that. And this is kind of an interesting week because this is the end of Matthew's gospel. This is kind of him putting the final bow on it as we are looking next week already, transitioning into Advent and to start looking and preparing for Christ's coming. It's an exciting time of year. This has been a very weird year. I know here in the States, the next upcoming Thursday is Thanksgiving, and with the way the world is, we'll see if that ends up happening or not, with people really being able to get together and feeling like this is really a Thanksgiving. And it's kind of a nice reminder when we're having all this chaos around us to know that the reign of Christ or Christ is the king, that he is over all of this. And when we're going through these things of we're maybe seeing a light with possible vaccines on the near horizon, but not knowing how far that horizon actually is, it's nice to be able to rely on and depend on that Christ is still in charge and over all of this. And so that's very reassuring in this time. So before we jump into this week, let's look back to last week's podcast question, which was, how are you going to challenge yourself to grow in your talents? And I think it's an interesting one. One of the responses I got back this week is talking about how this person is really good at meeting people But part of the challenge is being able to meet them and accept where they're at and who they are. And that I know is something that I think all of us at times will wrestle with in different times and different facets, maybe with certain people even, that we wrestle and we're dealing with this struggle of trying to figure out and accept who we are, whose we are, and how we wrestle and deal with all that. Because that's what we do as Christians. We're trying to meet people where they're at, and sometimes that's really, really hard. And so I'm excited, though, to get into this week because I really am excited about the connection that we're going to get into this week. So let's just jump right into it. The gospel text this week is out of Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. So this is then kind of the what we get is the farewell discourse. But again, this is right before Jesus is put to trial and crucified here in Matthew's gospel. And he's kind of continuing on. We've been working through chapter 25 here for a few weeks. So he comes and talks about when the Son of Man comes into his glory and all the angels are gathered around, he is going to be like a shepherd and separate the sheep from the goats and put the sheep on his right hand and his goats on his left. And then he talks to the sheep and says, blessed are they that they come into inherit the kingdom of God because they, for when he was hungry, they gave him food. When they were thirsty, they gave him something to drink. When they was a stranger, they welcomed him. When he was naked, he clothed them. When he was sick, they took care of him and in prison, they visited him. And an interesting part of this is then the response we get back from the sheep is, when did we do this for you? They aren't certain when this happened. 
And it states here in verse 40, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he goes through and accuses the goats as devils and to go into this eternal flame. And he's talking about how that they didn't do this. They didn't feed him. They didn't give him something to drink. They didn't welcome him. They didn't clothe him. They didn't help him when he was sick or in prison and visit him. And they're asking when. And he states then in verse 45, truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And then they go into this eternal punishment for eternal life. So kind of a weird text to kind of be wrapping up this year, but we'll get into it because I do think there is a lot of hope actually in this text. The first reading this week is out of Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 to 16 and 20 to 24. It's kind of an easy way to see this as a pairing this week because now we're having God being referred to as a shepherd and how he's going to seek out his flocks that have been scattered and rescue them from the places and bring them all together. We talk about this and how he will then take care of them, making sure that they have the shelter that they need, the food that they need, and that this will just be this abundant living and how he will take care of them and help the ones who have struggled, who have gone through, who I will seek the lost and bring back the straight. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the fat and strong I will destroy. So this weird, again, opposites type of thing, but again, going through and how he's working and helping. And you'll see this ties really well into the gospel text and how I'm looking at this. And so it's this idea of, again, that God is in control and will be separating the people for what we can assume from this point of view, heaven and hell. The psalm this week is Psalm 95 verses 1 to 7. And this is a praise psalm. This is a holiday here within the church. So you're having this psalmist go through and kind of acknowledging how great God is and looking and admiring everything that's going on. You look at his hand is at the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains. He is there also. The sea is his for he made it the dry land which his hands have formed. So this idea and recognizing the master, our God, and listening for his voice. The second reading is out of Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. So now we're jumping into another letter of Paul's, and Paul dives into, I think beautifully here, right at the beginning in verse 15, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. So this idea, again, coming from verse 15 and 16, of how The faith in God comes also through this love that they have for the saints and those among them in their midst. And he kind of continues on discussing this inheritance that we have inherited because of the love that Christ showed us, that that because of the death that he and the authority that he gave over death, because of that, the love that we have should bring us together and it champions over everything else. So before we jump into how faith and science come together this week, we have to do our shameless plug. Boom. 
Working Preacher, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it between their Sermon Brainways podcast, their commentaries, or discussions. Since I'm not an ordained minister, I use them on a weekly basis to help me. And plus, again, like I mentioned last week, there's a major redesign on their website. I'm still getting used to it. There's a lot of really neat and cool things from multiple different old commentaries to Sermon Brainways podcast. And having different seminary professors and biblical scholars discussing and looking through these texts, if you haven't checked it out, I'd highly recommend it. It's a really neat place to spend some time. Sheep and goats. It's something that as I've sat through and listened to a couple sermons about this and sat in on some text studies on these texts, and it's amazing to me how we hear about this text and how this is such a difficult text. But then we don't ever get into why is he comparing people to sheep and goats? Why are we compared to sheep? And the thing is, is when you dive into this, it opens up these texts so much, especially the Matthew text and the Ezekiel text this week. It opens them up. And that's where I think we need to spend a little bit of time digging into this. So first, we have to talk a little bit about their eyesight. So first, they do see color. Sheep do see color and goats see color also. But their eyes, one of the things that's really unique about them is they do not have circular pupils like ours. Circular pupils, the cool thing that we have with our eyesight is that we're able to see depth perception. We're able to see that and understand that very well. Sheep and goats don't. But what's even more impressive is that they have this prism-like pupil that allows them to first be able to see a crap ton. Sheep have a peripheral vision of nearly 320 degrees. So they can almost see all the way around them. And with their eyes and how the prisms are, as they are putting their face down to eat, their eyes will readjust with the prisms so that their eyes are always able to stay parallel to the horizon so that they can always be essentially watching for prey around them. Now, because they don't have any depth perception, it allows them to be really skittish, really scared of things coming on. And that's one of the characteristics of sheep is that they're a little bit easier to spook. Goats are a little bit more ambitious. Goats are a little bit more willing to explore and a little bit more rambunctious. I'll attach some links down below, but if you even listen to people who have raised goats and sheep, we'll talk about how goats are a little bit more difficult. There's like teenagers I've heard compared for goats, but... One of the things that I found really interesting this week was listening to people who are talking about if like if you're going to start like a hobby farm of either sheep or goats. And the two characteristics that I think are very unique is the herding attributes and the feeding attributes. So let's start with sheep. If you're going to have sheep, they recommend having a small flock. Immediately for your flock, look to have about four because they like staying together. Also, sheep, when they are grazing, they graze grass. They're perfect for like mowing grass. They just take care of grass. And part of it is is with them being so easy to herd, it makes it very easy for a shepherd to be able to bring them together 
and examine if there is injured or something going on. But also the sheep with just their natural tendencies of being more easier to herd, they also will somewhat watch out for each other. And you could argue that part of this is that sheep were probably one of the first animals domesticated by man. It's been a long time that these have gotten accustomed in this trust with the shepherd. But that there's this idea that they stick together, they watch out for each other. If they're all grazing together, pretty much everybody and with their vision should be able to cover everything. And they can watch out for each other and care for each other in ways that they can, which allows in a shepherd on top of that super easily. Goats, if you're starting raising goats, the recommended minimum is two. They say at least two because they like having some social interaction, but goats are a little bit more rambunctious. They're a little bit more independent. Goats are also more picky with what they eat to an extent. They aren't grazers per se, they are browsers. They're looking for leaves, sticks, twigs, really do a good job if you have a forest understory of cleaning that out. Not afraid of climbing on top of things to get to what they want. Not afraid of getting up on their hind legs to get what they want, but not as much concerned about others. They will a little bit, but not that much. Now let's get into What does this possibly mean with these texts? If we are looking at the attributes of sheep and the attributes of goats, sheep care for each other. Sheep are looking out for each other. Sheep are willing to let the father come in and help if they're in need of help. Sheep, if they're sticking together as a group and are able to watch out for each other and help care for the sick, the lame, the injured, also being able to communicate and show like we're having some good grass over here, which then makes sense when we have the Ezekiel text talking about how you have fat sheep and skinny sheep, lean sheep, and that the fat sheep are slaughtered because the fat sheep aren't letting the other sheep know where the food is. And there's going to be times where you're going to have to move to be able to get to the good places. You can't just sit and be content, which then you're going to be a lean, mean, fighting machine of a sheep. Sheep care for one another. Goats are a little bit more independent, a little bit more worried about themselves, a little bit more all into their themselves. I listened to a sermon this week on this again from Pastor Corey Furman. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting that he pointed out was when you had the sheep not realizing that they had cared for Christ. When were you sick? When were you hungry or needing clothing or needed to be visited in prison or thirsty or hungry? When? They didn't even recognize it because it was their nature. The grace within them, the love that was in them, that grace and love coming together just came out of them like a flock of sheep. The goats with their independence, the goats finding what they're wanting and not really communicating it to others, the goats going and trying to find these new places and at times getting themselves into trouble, it makes sense. The goat is worried about itself. The goat isn't as much concerned about the other ones. It will a little bit, but it isn't its nature to do that. And that's where when we look at this text from Ephesians and what Paul is writing about how your love toward the saints 
And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. This idea that they are doing something right by this continued love that they have for one another and for the saints before and the saints to be. This idea that they're understanding and then him reiterating that it's through Christ conquering that we are able to do this. And when we're doing that, when we're honestly loving and caring and recognizing the power of Christ, it is not that hard for us to sit like the psalmist and recognize the power of God. This is a text that allows us to get a glimpse into what God is intending us to be. And this is what's really hard right now because we're in this world where we're tr- we want to flock up, but we can't flock up because of this pandemic that we're in. We have our small little herd, but how do we make sure that we're caring for one another? Well, is some of it the basic things that we are doing? How often that we're writing emails, giving calls, and asking and genuinely curious on people saying, how are you doing? Because right now we are genuinely concerned. There is a point where we don't know who we're talking to if they're okay. And we want to make sure that they are. We want to make sure that we know that they're loved and cared for. We're wanting to make sure that if there's ways that we can help, even though we're doing this in a weird way, be it writing a letter or dropping off groceries at the front stoop, whatever it is, we want to make sure that people are okay. And to me, that's us acting as sheep, caring for one another, making sure that we're sharing the abundance, making sure that we're all tackling this the best we can and realizing that there, in all of this, there is still a dependence on the Father to also help. And he will. God designed us to be the social creature, to watch out and care for one another. Because when we care and love for one another, we are showing love toward our maker. And in all of this, It's the recognition then that God is in control and we are not. It's amazing. When we think about that and contemplate that, that God is in control and we are not. But the thing that we can do to show our appreciation is love God and love others. And that's what this text is essentially saying. If we look at all the texts that we have this week, that's what it is. Love God and love one another. It's very easy in these times to be concerned with self. And yes, there's a value to making sure you're okay. But along the way, do not forget to care about others because others will lift you up greater and further than you could ever do by yourself. That's why we have this discussion. That's why we have a Twitter question each week because you guys and gals on the other end of this mic, challenge me, help me grow and think about things in new ways. Think about how can we be better sheep, making sure that we are worried about each other, making sure that we are allowing the shepherd to come in when he needs to or she needs to. Whenever God enters, we don't know exactly the pronoun, but also a flock helps take care of each other and worries about each other. The shepherd is there when we get spooked to calm us down and to help defend us when we need to be defended and be there to keep watch over us when we have to lie down and close our eyes because we can't stay awake forever. The goats may wander and figure out and find themselves in trouble and there may be not a shepherd around because they're very hard to contain. Even dogs that are known 
for herding have a difficult time at herding goats. It's similar to herding cats, but that's another story for another day. So the Twitter question that I have for you this week is how can we be better sheep? How can we keep our eyes watching for others? In this time, in this season, and where we're at, as the world in a way is fast, but also has slowed down, are we taking the time to really acknowledge and look at and see what's around us? Where are needs? Where can we help? Where can we care? You know, sheep with caring for others still make sure it eats itself and make sure that it is fed. Are we doing that? Are we caring for ourselves and caring for others? I think in this time and as we go to this Christ the King Sunday and realizing that God is in control, I think it is powerful to recognize and to think about that we have this text that's staring us in the face, saying that you need to make sure that you care for others right now. And even when this is hard, even when we can't physically see them in person like we probably all want to, there are still things we can do to care for one another. And if a sheep can do that with its flock, I hope that we can do that together as a humanity. So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.